God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Hi everyone, I'm so glad that you have tuned in today. Um, we are going to be spending some time over the next few weeks just digging into that psalm that we've just heard read, Psalm 46. It's a psalm that is written um, at a time of national conflict and crisis and a psalm that finishes with this line at the end that says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. As a team of pastors here at the King's Church Mid-Sussex, we've been really provoked by um, this psalm and by that line in particular, what it means for us to be still at a time of global kind of uncertainty like we're living through right now. And Tim kicked off this series last week and spoke so honestly actually about some of the challenges that we face when it comes to being still. So many of us live such fast-paced lives and live with so many distractions that actually we don't even know how to be still sometimes and know God. Today, I want to just focus in on one verse, the first verse from Psalm 46, which says this, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. You know, right back at the start of lockdown, um, during our first online church service, I quoted that verse from Psalm 46. Um, I guess at the time, we didn't know how long we'd be doing church online. Everything was up in the air, and here we are. I think this is week 10 of church online. And these words, these verses, is so true for us even today. God is our refuge and a strength and ever-present help. I want to spend some time today just thinking about those descriptions of God. Refuge, strength, ever-present help. God is a refuge. A refuge is a shelter and a safe place. God is a dependable refuge for his people. When everything else around seems to be failing, God remains safe and secure. The psalmist says that our refuge isn't found in politics or national security. Our refuge is not our homes or our bank accounts or our work or even our health. It's not our leisure or our entertainment. No, our refuge, our place of safety and security is God. He is our refuge and strength. 
And notice it's also personal here. It's not just that God is a refuge and that God is strong. No, the psalmist says God is our refuge. He's our strength. And then he says he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Ever-present, always near, always listening, always willing. God is enough for every situation we face and he's never caught off guard. He is ever present. Now, one of the names for God in the Bible is Jehovah Ezra, which means my helper or Lord, my help. In another one of the Psalms, Psalms 54 verse 4, it says, Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. The verse says God himself is my help. It's not that God is some kind of cosmic fix-it man that when we need help, he arrives out of nowhere with his cosmic toolbox to fix whatever it is broken. It's not like when we get a puncture, God mysteriously arrives and changes the wheel. It's, it's not saying that. It's saying that actually God himself is the help that we need. You see, we were created to know God. We were created to be in a relationship with him, to find everything that we need in him. And what the psalmist says is that actually when we're in trouble, what we need more of anything, more than anything else, is to know him, to know God, to know that he himself is our ever-present help. You know, I believe it's possible for every single one of us to know God as our helper in these days. He's not lacking in willingness to help us. He is ever-present in, in times of trouble, in times of uncertainty, I know it may not feel like this right now, but God is more present to you right now than any trouble that you are facing. He is an ever-present help. I don't know how easy you find it to ask for help. I guess I'm realising more and more that I don't actually find it very easy to ask for help. I don't know what that is, whatever reason it is. I guess it's pride. I guess if I'm honest, it's pride. I like to think that I'm able to do Anything I want to do, um, I can do it by myself. I've got this, thank you very much. I'm all right, thanks. I don't really like asking for help. Even just this last week, um, we have embarked on a bit of a grand designs idea project in our back garden um, with my boys. We're trying to build an outside den. And we were doing this um, earlier in the week and I was getting busy building it. And my wife, Dominique, and my son, Levi, came up to me and said, Dad, have you seen there's a house around the corner? And they've obviously been doing a project in the home because there's all this timber and there's all this chipboard on their front drive that they're discarding. It will be perfect for us. We should go around and ask. And I was like, no, no, we're fine. I'll manage with what I've got. It's okay. Thank you very much. And while I was busy getting on with the den, um, Dominique and Levi went around the corner. They found the owners of the house um, on their front drive and they just said, well, Levi said, we're doing this project at home and I'm wondering if you don't need this timber, would we be able to use it? And Dominique and Levi came back with this carload of amazing chipboard and timber and loads of other stuff that we needed. My son Levi was happy to ask for help. Why wasn't I? Why is it as we get older, maybe we find it harder to ask for help? The reality is we all need help. And the small things and the big things of life, we were not created to live independently, and it doesn't matter who we are, doesn't matter what our life circumstances are, we all need help. We all need God, yet so often we are so unwilling to 
say that a simple word, help. There's an American theologian and author who once said this, perhaps the shortest and most powerful prayer in human language is help. Maybe that's the most powerful prayer that we could pray. Maybe that's why over the last couple of months there's been a massive upsurge in interest in prayer. When life becomes uncertain and out of our control, which is all of our experience right now, maybe it's in those moments people hope or, or wonder or wish that there is someone greater than them that they can go to and say, help. It's interesting, some research has been done based on Google searches from 75 different nations around the world, it's shown that internet searches demonstrating an interest in how to pray skyrocketed in the month of March this year. The head of the research said, the rise in prayer intensity supersedes what the world has seen for many years. Goes on to say that the research, what is documented, has seen the largest interest in prayer the world has experienced since Google search engines existed the largest global rise of interest in prayer for years. Maybe as this pandemic continues, more and more people simply want to pray, help. The psalm says that it is God. It's the God of the Bible who is our ever-present help in times of trouble. But I think this psalm suggests there is a link between knowing God's help and being still. And, and this is so countercultural. This is so upside down. This is so challenging because normally, when we're in a situation of trouble or concern, what we want to do is we want to fix it. We want to do anything we can to get out of it. We'll react and respond and act and do anything we can to get out of trouble. But I think what this psalm is saying is that we should be still. It's like when you're driving and you get stuck in the mud. I don't know if any of you have had that experience. I can remember. Um, in my former job, I um, was going to a festival and it was a Greenfield Festival and I was there to run an exhibition over the festival weekends. But the big marquee that the exhibition was in was on a field um, on a slope and it had been raining constantly and I needed to drive my car to drop off all the exhibition panels and the tables. And when I came to get back in my car again, I tried to drive and I couldn't move my car because the field was so soft and The wheels are getting stuck in the mud and intuitively what we do in that moment is we just put our foot on the accelerator pedal a little bit harder. Maybe if I can rev the car higher, I'll get out of this. But all that happens is the wheels spin faster and we get deeper and deeper into the muds. We get more stuck than we were before. What you need to do in that moment is to stop. Stop putting your foot down on the accelerator pedal. But I wonder if that's what happens in our lives way more than we realise. When trouble hits, when there's uncertainty or confusion, we simply put the foot down, trying to accelerate ourselves out of the position that we find ourselves in, trying to take back control. Well, as long as my foot is pressing the pedal, at least I'm doing something about the situation. But I think the psalm suggests we do something else. Stop. Be still. Know God as your help. He is an ever-present help in every situation. There are many times in the Bible you see where it actually says we should wait and see what the Lord will do. Psalm 33 verse 20 says, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. We wait in hope for the Lord. But I personally, I find this idea challenging 
because I want to act, I want to try and resolve the situation and how long is it going to take? I don't know if I want to wait, but the Bible encourages us to wait for the Lord. He alone is our help. There's a story in the Bible in the Old Testament of the Israelite people. They had been in captivity in Egypt for many years under the brutal regime of Egypt's Pharaoh and God sent Moses to deliver them and Moses leads them out of Egypt and they find themselves camped by the edge of the Red Sea and as they're camped there they look over into the distance and they see that Pharaoh's mighty army is bearing down upon them. They're in a crisis situation, the Red Sea is ahead of them, Pharaoh's army is behind them what are they going to do? And we see them kind of panic and start to freak out. They're saying to Moses, why did he bring us out here? We should have stayed in Egypt. You should have just left us alone. Their foot was 100% on the accelerator pedal trying to get themselves out of the situation. And Moses answered the people, don't, don't be afraid. Stand firm. You'll see the Lord's deliverance today. The Egyptians you see, you'll never see again. And he says this, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Be still. Moses, are you crazy? There is a, there's an ocean in front of us. There is an army bearing down on us and you're telling us to be still. I mean, it seems like the most illogical advice. The brutal Egyptian army is bearing down upon them. But of course, it was the best advice because it was as they were still that they saw God act. God made a way. God opened the sea. I wonder what we might see God do if we were just willing to stop sometimes and be still and know him as our ever-present help. We've been doing the homeschooling thing at home for a couple of months, like a load of families have, I know. And um, over the last few weeks, you're trying to help your kids understand stuff and you're trying to explain stuff to them. And there have been many moments where I've said to my kids, just stop for a moment. Stop doing it. Let me just talk this through with you. Let me just explain this to you. I'll be honest, there have been other times where I've said, mate, I haven't got a clue. Let's look at Google. I don't know what it means either. But there are those moments in homeschooling when you say, just stop for a minute. Just stop doing it. Just let me explain. Let's just talk this through together. And over the last week or so, I've been wondering, maybe God is like that with me as well. Maybe God is saying, just stop. Jim for a moment. Let me just talk to you. Just listen. Let me just explain some things to you. But like a car stuck in the mud, my tendency is just to put my foot on the gas. Thinking, well, if I try a little harder, if I accelerate a bit faster, maybe the situation will change. Sometimes I think we've just got to be still and know God's help. Actually, being still before God is the direct opposite of any form of self-help. There are so many blogs and so many websites and so many books designed for self-help. Here, here are the five things you need to do to get out of this situation. Here are the seven things you need to do to build a successful life. You can spend your whole world just looking at all the things you need to do to be more successful or to be more healthy or to have greater relationships. And it's all based on self-help. If you do these things, the actual message of the Bible is completely opposite. It's not a message of self-help. It's a message of God help. God is our ever-present help in times of trouble. Stop trying to work it all out by yourself. Be still and know God. 
Guys, we will all live through times of trouble and right now, globally, we're going through a time of trouble. Jesus said that. He said, you will know trouble, but we can also know God in the midst of it. So what does that actually mean for us today? Where you're sat in your home, around your TV, laptop, wherever you're watching this, well, do you know, it says in the book of Hebrews, it says we can approach God with confidence because Jesus has made a way for us. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says this, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Aren't those words amazing? What an invitation for us right now to draw near to God. Jesus made a way. Through his life, his death, and his resurrection, he made a way for us to be able to approach God wherever we're at. We don't have to be in a church building for that. We can approach God right now and find grace to help us in a time of need. He's made it possible in a chaotic world, we can be still and know God. Right in your home, wherever you're watching this, there's an invitation to draw near to God right now. Jesus has made that possible. But also in an amazing way, the Bible says God has also drawn near to us. And in a few minutes, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray um, for us to know God drawing near to us, his presence coming near to us. In John's account of Jesus' life, um, Jesus says some amazing things about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, verse 7. And he said this, this is just before his, uh, his arrest, his death, his resurrection. He says, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus says to his disciples, guys, listen, it's better that I leave you. It's an extraordinary thing to say, actually. This is Jesus, the son of God. He's perfect in every way. He's the amazing teacher. He's the miracle worker. These guys have left everything to follow him. And Jesus says, trust me, it's better that I go. How on earth could it be better for Jesus to leave the disciples? Well, he says this, if I don't go, then I won't be able to send a helper to you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Guys, God has not left us on our own. With all of its life, with all of its triumphs and tragedies, God says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you on your own. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the helper, who's going to live in us and through us so we may know the ever-present help of God in every day and in every situation that we face. The helper, the Holy Spirit, lives in us 24 hours a day. He helps us in our weakness and he helps us in our uncertainty. He reveals truth to us. He's the counsellor. He's the comforter and he's not confined to a church building and he's not confined to a church service. He's with us wherever we go. And the Bible says all we need to do is ask and God will generously pour out the Holy Spirit to those who ask. I believe right now you can know the presence of the helper the Holy Spirit with you, wherever you are, wherever you're watching this. If you want to know the helper, the Bible says, well, it's a gift from God. All we need to do is to ask our Father to pour out the Spirit, and he will pour out the Spirit. And I'm going to pray in a moment. I'm going to pray that we may know the reality of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the ever-present help for us in all of our lives with us right now. 
I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit may come. Before I'm going to pray, I just want us to be still for a moment. I just maybe want us to take 60 seconds of silence. And I don't even know if that's possible. You might have um, things happening outside your window that's causing a noise. You might have um, kids jumping up and down. But the reality is, even in the midst of the noise of life, we can know the peace and the stillness of God and his help. So I'm just going to allow 60 seconds for us to be quiet, and then I'm going to pray. Why don't we just pray together? Um, Maybe where you're sat in your home, you may want to just simply open your hands. It's not a weird ritual or anything like that. It's just a sign that you want to receive from God. And when we're asking him for a gift, it's a good sign to be open to what he's doing. I'm going to pray. If you want to know the presence of the helper, the Holy Spirit, just pray with me. Father, I want to thank you that you are our ever-present help in times of trouble. God, it's you that we need more than anything else. Lord, I pray in the midst of the noise and the chaos and the uncertainty of life, you may help us to find those moments where we can be still and know God. And I pray right now for everyone watching this, wherever they're watching this, for the Holy Spirit, the helper to come to fill their life afresh, to fill their heart with your love, that they may know your presence, the ever-present help of God in any situation, in any place, 24 hours a day. Thank you that you have not left us on our own, but you've promised to send a helper. Amen. It's fantastic. We're going to just worship together one more time. It's great to turn these prayers into praise. So Dan and the team are going to lead us.